Welcome to the Iconic Womanhood Podcast, where we celebrate and learn from the wisdom of authentic, brilliant, conscious, and creative women from all around the world. This podcast will leave you inspired, empowered, and equipped to become truly iconic. And now, here is your host, Akena. She is a transformational coach and speaker. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Iconic Womanhood Podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about the power of planning, but the way we need to plan as feminine beings, okay? Because so many of us, we either make plans in a very masculine way, and it costs us, I'm going to explain what that means, but we also, or, or, we either make plans in a masculine way, or we don't plan at all kind of, we just kind of go with the flow. Okay. Particularly if you are really, really a woman who naturally like your soul in your feminine, you don't even really realize it. And I've talked about this before on this podcast. I've taught it in master classes. the real like distinction between feminine and masculine energy <clears throat> and how we are all both, but women who lead with their feminine, you know, the feminine is forma- foremost what why can't i speak today <laughs> i forgive myself <laughs> the feminine is what leads it's it's top of you know it's the top layer it's actually not just the top layer it's the main layer but it's undergirded by the masculine but sometimes when you have women who are all in their feminine and they don't really have a strong you know any masculine there's a, a lack there they're out of balance then there can be a challenge. And a lot of women who are in that loosey-goosey, there's absolutely no plans whatsoever, often very few results, right? Some women enter into business um, and they have this very, you know, especially now when we're using a lot of language like manifesting abundance and, and just, you know, it should feel good. And it should, all of those things are true, but there still will be an undergirding of the masculine, there still will be an element of structure, right? It doesn't have to be fully structured, if, like if you lead with your masculine, but there has to be an undergirding. And for people who lead with their masculine, and by the way, if you haven't heard me say this before, there are women who lead with their masculine. This has nothing to do with sexuality or orientation or even affectation. You can be a very feminine, aff, you know, in your affectations. Like I'm a, I'm a woman who is kind of feminine in my affectations. I move my hands a certain way. Uh, there's a certain way I like to appear. I'm a girly girl, right? Um, for the most part, <laughs> right? So those are affectations. You can be very feminine in your affectations, but be very masculine in your energy. And that's not a negative thing necessarily. That's just, you know, if that's authentic to you and not a learned behavior, then you'll be fine. If it's not authentic to you, it'll drain you. A lot of us is not authentic to us, right? It'll drain you. It will disconnect you. You will feel as if something is missing and you can't really put your finger on it. A lot of women that I meet that are highly successful, high achieving, have learned to pursue success in a masculine paradigm, which is the way we've been taught. And they are women who lead with their feminine and they're struggling because they just feel, 
I feel as if I've lost myself. I feel like I've lost my mojo. I'm, I'm not vibrant. I'm not excited. I'm successful. Hashtag goals for a lot of people. I make money, but I just feel disconnected. My relationships are suffering. My, my, my sense of self is suffering. My body might even be suffering, right? And so that can happen. But if you're a woman who is all feminine, no masculine undergirding, often there's no results. You have great ideas, but you're considered flaky. You don't really get things done. You know, there is no direction. You're kind of like, oh, you know, wherever the wind blows. And I don't think that's actually the way we're meant to be, whether you lead with masculine or feminine. If you're too much in your masculine or feminine, you can be very rigid and, you know, inflexible. But if you're in your feminine, you can be, you know, we have to make sure that there's a distinction between being flexible and in flow and being formless. So some women are just totally formless. Anyone can come and wrap you around their plans and their ideas. And, you know, you're, you're there for any Pygmalion to come along and form you in their own image. And you're not meant to be formless. You can't be a helpmeet. And I believe women are called to be helpmeets to the world, not necessarily just to one man, but you're created. If you think about the creation story, right? And I talked about this yesterday, that God created man in his own image and man for that purpose is mankind, right? And it was a masculine form first, looked at it and said, wait a minute, hold on a second. I need the feminine to come out in full manifestation in order for the creation that I have envisioned to be complete. And that was what was done. And so women are necessary. We are not adjunct. We are not ornamental. We are necessary. We need to work in concert. In fact, this morning, if I can be really honest with you, as I was having my coffee, I was contemplating something and I started to tear up. And it was a man who was raising a daughter and he was struggling. His wife had died. And he was really struggling. And I just started to feel just, you know, emotion well up in me. And I I just was vocalizing. I was alone in the room, but I was vocalizing. We're meant to do this together. And, And I know, and for myself, I parent for the most part as a single mother. And my God, I have such compassion, such compassion for women who are raising, especially multiple children by themselves, we're not meant to do this thing alone. I really do believe that. I really believe the future is male and female. I believe that we need to find a way back to connectedness for, to ourselves, but also to each other. You know, um, it's a whole nother thing, but let me get back to this before I get off on a tangent. I tend to talk, talk, talk and not, you know, go all around the world and I'm trying not to do that. Okay. Okay. So (laughs) let's get back to today. So I'm talking about, you know, a lot of women are formless. So you either have women who fall into one of those two categories, right? Majority of women, either really masculine, this is my plan and kind of inflexible and and I'm driven and I'm just going. And that's the paradigm. Like you set your goals, you set your targets and boom, 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 boom. You knock out that to-do list. And then you have women on the other side who are like, oh no, that's not me, right? And they're just kind of loosey-goosey going with the flow, but going with the flow sometimes can mean you're either not going to go anywhere, or it can also mean that someone else can come and wrap, use your flow, use the power of your flow and wrap your flow around their agenda, whether it be an organization or even a man. It's so critical 
that we as women understand who we are, how we show up, and what we need to do to really begin to fulfill the purpose of God in our lives. And that's what I feel I'm called to do to help support that process. I'm not called to do it because I'm perfect, <laughs> far from it. In fact, I, I love the way God works. He uses imperfect people to accomplish a perfect purpose. For people who are purporting to be perfect and saying that you should follow me because I have my life all together, God bless you, right? But I'm not going to be doing that personally. <clears throat> One, I don't know that I believe that anyone is in that place. You know, the scripture says that we are being perfected every day until the perfect day. And so no matter how well you think you're doing, and you can be proud of yourself when you've done well, you should be proud of yourself, but it's important that you do not I think that when we start to get into that arrogant place of thinking we have it all together, we are actually more at risk for getting outside of God's will and getting out of alignment, out of divine alignment. And when you start to tell yourself, I have it all together, I'm the one, you know, look at my house, look at my life, look at this, look at my family, all of those things. A lot of times there can be dissonance that start that can occur when life happens and life can happen. And does it mean that you're not amazing if life happens? No. And does it mean that you are not incredible if life happens? No. Does it mean that you are valued because of all the great things you've done? No. I, um, okay, last tangent, and I promise, last tangent. <laughs> I can't help myself, Lord, help me. All right, last tangent. I just want to share this with you, and I don't know. Please tell me, when you watch this podcast, leave a comment, send me a message. Certainly, please leave a review and subscribe if you're not. Send me a message. I, I really want to know if any of you have encountered this. I um, I had gone to this um, gathering. I'd have been invited to a gathering by a very special person. Um, and there was someone in the gathering. A lot of the women there didn't know me. And I wasn't invited as a speaker or as a coach or anything, right? I wasn't invited as iconic womanhood. No, I was just invited as myself, just come. And in fact, I was invited to come and sort of lay it down. And these were accomplished women. And there was an interesting thing that happened. Um, I, I was aware of it, but it wasn't that big a deal. Um, there was a woman who almost felt, um, I think she maybe, maybe she felt threatened or whatever the case was. And she just was just coming at me. Um, but I was like, hey, you know, she was, she was, you know how people kind of throw barbs at you or things like that. I kind of noted that there was a little covert hostility, but I didn't think too much of it. And I was like, I enjoyed myself because there were so many other people there. We all were in conversation. And then I was going home and I went home and the um, host had reached out to me and said, I want to apologize. I saw the way that she was treating you and I don't think you deserve that. And I, I really was like, I, I was, I was thankful because I, I thought that was such a kind thing to do. And later I was reflecting on it because I wasn't that damaged by it. Like it wasn't that, it wasn't like I didn't care, but it wasn't, it didn't like hit me, you know, she's like, are you okay? I just felt like she kept coming for you the whole night. And I, and I, I remember thinking, yeah, uh, yeah, maybe, right. But I didn't feel any emotion to it. One, because I didn't know the lady perhaps, but 
I was thinking about it and thinking about how more and more I have become, and I'm not saying again, listen, you need to be like me. That's not what I'm saying. But I do think there's some value in not being so um, moved by people outside of you. So what had happened, I think, because I've been reflecting on it, why wasn't I bothered? It's also the same way why sometimes if you try to love bomb me now, I'm going to recognize, I'm going to be great. Like, thank you. This is sweet. Like love bombing, if you've never heard that term, is when people like just throw love at you. They're giving you gifts. They're giving you this. They're giving you all kinds of attention. You're so awesome. You're so awesome. You're so awesome. And it is a very, a lot of people who are manipulators, whether they know it or not, use this technique. A lot of people who don't know, who, you know, for different reasons, people use this technique. And people are moved by the technique because, you know, that's why people use it because it works. Uh, because we all have, we often have a deep need for validation. And through the work that I've been doing, and one of the things I talk about and teach is being self-possessed, which means that you are not made by anybody's validation and you are not unmade by anyone's criticism or invalidation, so to speak, right? You leave people's stuff in their own space their stuff doesn't get into your soul. So if you think I'm the most amazing person, well, I honor that and I'm grateful. If you send me a great compliment, if you tell, I, I deeply value that, but it doesn't make me. And it can't break me if you think I'm not good enough. It can't. It doesn't, it, it won't break me. And, and that has been something that has been cultivated over time. I've not, I was not always like that. For a long time, I was literally made and unmade by people. So, which meant I was highly manipulated. Like it was very easy to manipulate me. But now having done the work, I was just reflecting on that. Like, I love it. Of course I eat up affirmations like uh, cupcakes. So please, <laughs> right? You know, words of affirmation are part of my love language. That being said, I receive it as love, not as validation, not as something that makes me more valuable. And so let's, using that, I want to get into today's topic about planning your life and how we plan. One of the biggest challenges, right, that women have and why and why I teach the way I do and why I take women through a process is we often create goals that are not authentic, we create plans that are not authentic. We create plans that we feel other people feel we should have. And we don't even realize it because we're so, there's so much peer pressure. There's so much external pressure, societal expectations pushing in on you all the time. And so you are trying to keep up with what everyone says you should do. And you never stop to ask yourself, what am I meant to do? And that question is often answered by what do I desire to do? In fact, women are so socialized not to have desires. Even think about it. And I don't, I've seen this across culture where a woman is saying, this is the kind of family I want, this kind of man I want, like a single woman, kind of, you know, husband I want. And she's encouraged immediately to stop. 
that you're too picky, you're too picky, you're too picky, right? Now, I think if you can't be picky in marriage, when are you going to be picky? You need to be picky. That being said, there is a difference between the desires of the heart and the desires of the flesh, something I teach in my programs. You can't access the desires of the heart until you have done some of that heart soul work. Most people stay in the desires of the flesh. The desires of the flesh are often, yes, indulgent, superficial. They won't lead you towards soulful success. The desires of the heart are divinely placed inside of you because it is the fullness of the potential of God inside of you seeking expression and seeking an outpouring into the world. So even if there's a desire of your heart to create wealth, there could be someone else who has a desire of the flesh to be rich, not the same thing. The person who is desiring to create wealth, that divine desire is a, an expression of God inside of them. And when it comes out, you'll see, even when you see people, the way they use the wealth, the way they speak about it, the way they, they leverage it is different based, and you'll know immediately, oh, this is a desire of the flesh for this person. This is a desire of the heart. Same thing, same outcome, having more money, but it's very different the way it's uh, it looks, right? The outcome. And not only is it different, the outcome is different in the planning and the strategy to create that wealth. So the first thing is being able to say, I own myself. Remember we talked about that yesterday. I know myself. I own myself. It's really important to do that work. But then also using that now to say, okay, as I think about the life I want, I refuse to live a life by default, which is when you're just kind of flowing, going with the flow. So anything that comes your way, you just kind of flow. What you need to do is live a life by design, right? It doesn't mean that you're, inf you're inflexible and rigid. No, because life happens, right? But if you live a life by design, you have a, a, a direction kind of put into your GPS. You may have to, you know, the wind may blow you off course a little bit. You course correct, right? You may decide, okay, you know what? The Spirit, Holy Spirit is leading you to take the scenic route. You take the scenic route versus just going this particular way, but you're still heading in that direction. For, you know, and that's the important thing, life by design life by design. The only way though, that you can really get to a life by divine design, not just any design. Cause a lot of women, I tell you, this is the thing you have done the work. You, you, you create a life by design and it's a life that is difficult and hard to lead a hard to live. Rather, you don't want to create a life that you don't want to live. So you want to create a life by design and do the planning work. But how do you do that? If you haven't actually done the inner work. This is why this is so important. This is why I designed the Iconic Womanhood course so that you can stop looking for tactics to be successful that are not sustainable, that are not authentic, that actually take you away from the divine life that God has created for you. No, that you do that inner work so that you can actually create an authentic strategy for success that leads you to soulful success. And so with that, I want you to begin to ask yourself those key questions have I been planning? Is my planning in divine alignment? Are my desires, desires of the heart or desires of the flesh? Am I a woman who has been going with the flow or have I been too rigid and inflexible? What do I need to do to take my next steps towards the life I desire?
What do I need to do? And with that, I want to offer you some resources. I'm having the Bloom experience. If you're listening to this on time, you might listen to this after it's passed. It's happening this Saturday, August 20th. And I really hope that you're going to join us. I hope that you're not just going to sit and listen to this and 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 just, you know, make it something to pass time. It's just $97, which most of my things are never that cheap. But it's this we priced it for a reason because I have so many new people in our group, so many new people in our audience, and we want to give you an opportunity to taste and see. So this is an opportunity. It's just $97. It's three hours that we're going to spend together. It's a transformation experience. It's not just talking, but it's experiencing. I'm going to see you. You're going to see me. You see me. I see you. All right. So we're going to be able to do some great work together. I hope you can join me for Bloom. All you have to do is go to iconicwomanhood.com slash Bloom to sign up. Also, or other than that, I've been talking about the course, the Iconic Womanhood course in this whole program. The course is available for you. All you have to go to do is go to my website, iconicwomanhood.com slash new, N-E-W, because you're going to be brand new when you take this course, iconicwomanhood.com slash new, and you can take the course. And the course is in depth. And I encourage you to stop waiting and stop thinking, okay, one day I'll do it. When I have time, I'll do it. Your life is happening right now. And you keep waiting. You just, That means you're pro longing your success. And guess what? Sometimes you don't actually get a chance to come back to it. Seize the day. This is the only time you know you're going to have. Take ownership of your life and take control. God bless you. Be well. Talk to you soon. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to subscribe and tell a friend. If you're listening to this show, it probably means you are ready to move from success into significance. Please visit us at iconicwomanhood.com and get a free gift to help you on your journey.